Hey, Scaredy Cat, some of you have been leaving incredible reviews for us on iTunes. Just thank you so much. It's so great to hear from a bunch of you. Uh, we just want to encourage the rest of you and those who haven't, please head over to iTunes, leave us a little bit of a review. It really helps with our visibility, gets more people turned onto our podcast so they can enjoy it just like you have been. Do it or I'll quit. We need a Dave Saw. Please <laughs> review the podcast. Killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside It's a bonus day Bonus ep, y'all Yeah <laughs> what better yeah. What better day than Friday the 13th to do a bonus movie? Uh, we're starting strong and silliness um, it is um, Friday the 13th today. It is. And um, I think that we should watch Friday the 13th. It sounds, that's just a great idea. <laughs> Let's just start that franchise, kick it off. We've got two more Friday the 13th next year, so we're going to plow through this mm-hmm. franchise, I think. Yeah, it works well that it's in October because um, earlier in the podcast, there was a Friday the 13th. There was. We missed one. Yeah, we missed it. We did. But we, we were not on the ball. We kind of like, I remember looking at it from like not too far a distance going like, we, if we did Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Yeah. And then just forgot about what it. What happened? How did we miss that? We're just stupid. Yeah. yeah I think it's like, it just was Friday the 13th. And we're yeah. like, oh, well, fuck. Like, yeah, we didn't do it. Yeah. I, I don't think we were totally... Um, cognizant of planning ahead right we just had bank we weren't as on the ball no yeah i think it was early i think it was an early yeah friday the 13th so we, podcast we weren't good yet yeah we didn't know what we were doing now we're so good well i mean at least the sound quality is better <laughs> at sure, the very least sure is for your first friday the 13th which friday the 13th movies have you seen um okay so first one maybe the second one and then just it's sludge and smoke in my memory from there yeah ma- freddy versus jason i've thrown on uh-huh. but i don't know what happens right i feel like nobody wins in that one but who knows yeah I- i'm sure there are like there's got to be random ones across yeah. all 13 or 12 of them that is it, w- was it um 2008 or 9 that they tried to remake it um the first one did a remake come out i think so did it or is it coming out I think it did. So there was a... I think you're right. I think there was a... Yeah, I think 2008 or nine um, is the year that that happened, huh. if it did. For some reason, uh, I feel like it's like 2012, 2013, but do a do a quick little search. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure there are random ones that I have happened to have seen, but mm-hmm. the only ones I can remember seeing are this first one and then the ones that came out when I was a teenager, which were <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason I saw in theaters yeah. and Jason X I saw in theaters, which is Jason in space. Maybe that's the one that I saw rather than Freddy versus Jason because right. I feel like someone got thrown into space or but that could just be like me thinking of like the industrial parts of Freddy Krueger's like yeah. lair or whatever. I can't I can't totally remember. A horror franchise isn't truly a horror franchise until they end up in space. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know you've made it is <laughs> once you reach the final frontier. Yeah. Halloween has not gone to space yet. No Michael Myers. Uh, outside of the atmosphere i went yeah that's <laughs> that's but, so silly to think of michael myers in space yeah now i want annabelle in space i think michael myers could survive um like in space like i think just is that like as part, is he could just float around as like a creature yeah person yeah he's invulnerable to the space death absolutely he can exist in the cold vacuum that is space 
Okay, I, I would buy it. Yeah, in this creepy white mask. I think um, like it, spaceships would be flying away from him, and he would just still like slowly <laughs> be like kind of swimming, swimming in space, <laughs> swimming after them, like but with that classic, da, you know, da, 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 that da. stalker um like confidence, uh, like yeah. I'll get you. Yeah, <laughs> you may be going literally billions of times my speed right now. I'll catch up. Just I'll take my sweet time. Don't you'll, worry about it. You'll let your guard down a few light years from here, and I'll catch you. <laughs> But yes, um, there was. Uh, it was remade in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, did not bother with that. Mm-mm. Um, but I might have seen that. Okay, I might have. But it doesn't matter if I have. I feel like okay. Was there one that we like really see his face or head? Um, and it's all like gross and and like I've, wet I've, and pustuly. I feel like you see his face for a split second in this one. Isn't it like a at the very end of the movie he like pops out of the lake for a quick second and then credits? Doesn't that happen? maybe but in this one like you begin to mix it up but in this one it's not um, correct yeah correct didn't even say it but but, right. <laughs> but even after that reveal and everything and like everything's okay then you have a quick last minute throw in your yeah. face and i think it is that it's okay but well if i remember correctly hmm yeah yeah well okay so in my memory it's just all a bunch of nonsense blending together i don't know what happens to jason and all his like yeah his outings and like i said in um, the friday the I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street episode, um, yeah, it never really got me overly excited just because it is just a dude that just goes around, like a slasher, uh, just a straightforward slasher, like not really I, a lot of substance behind yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like... Um, if I remember correctly. Um, like look, doing a little bit of research also wasn't really well received the minute it came out. Like critics didn't really critically, like it. yeah. It was it's a, like it's in retrospect that it started getting better reviews and like cult status, right? Yeah, I think it was just more of a culty thing, but also it, it did well at the box office. Like it yeah, was a sure. success, yeah. which seemed to be the original intention behind producer Sean S. Cunningham, who was inspired by Halloween success and wanted yeah. to just like, all right, let's do that. Let's make a movie that's just like Halloween, hit those same kind of beats, have it structured the same, and we'll make some good money. Yeah, and that's. That's basically the impression that I got is because of that. People are like, Neh. yeah, it, critically not. It was successful yeah. in theaters. People went and saw it. Yeah. It seems like its but, origins aren't from like a genuine place of, I want to, like, I have a great idea that's um, based on something scary. It seems like yeah. its origins are, I want to make a smash hit that borrows yeah. from the ideas of Halloween. Like the fact that the producer put out an ad for it before it even the script was even yeah. written really yeah well in variety famously he he bought an ad that said the scariest movie to have ever existed or something and it says friday the 13th wow. so he was building hype before he even had a script wow okay that really does seem like very manufactured yeah, yeah like a cash grab it's kind of amazing that it is such a success and such a huge franchise despite those origins yeah well you have to imagine that'll happen sometimes there's going to be the you know the savants of the creative side of hollywood mm-hmm. and then there's going to be the people who you know tried to do it more like a you know conveyor belt of yeah just pumping stuff out and yeah. trying sometimes to make that conveyor belt works pumps out something that people like so we hired writer victor miller um, who had just done a few other features at that point and didn't really write any horror movies after Friday the 13th, just went on to write soap operas. Yeah. You saw that? <laughs> I noticed that too. He didn't. And famously, continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And famously, he hasn't seen any of the sequels to Friday the 13th and he doesn't appreciate them because he says, no, the it's the first one was great because it's the mother. It's not the kid. Like I see yeah. Jason as a victim. He's not a bad guy. That was never my intention in this story. So yeah. the fact that Jason it's, gets elevated to the status of bad guy for the rest of the series is something the original writer laments. It's like the reverse progression of the Terminator. 
because in the first one he's the bad guy uh-huh. and then from there yes. out he's protecting yeah yeah he's protecting so Very it's nice. exactly opposite um yeah but like the same character that's what they need to do jason comes back to it goes uh. back in time to protect to protect the original to protect kevin bacon from his mother <laughs> <laughs> yes kevin bacon is in this yeah johnny depp was the unknown at the time of nightmare on elm street and kevin bacon was the unknown at the time of friday the 13th mm-hmm. do you know i i just my memory is nothing on this movie do you know if he lives or dies uh i'm pretty sure he dies yeah <laughs> cool yeah i can't really remember i feel like there's just uh, like one pe- one person that really survives this we'll see but that's yeah I'm, I'm excited to see to return to this and be like yeah what was this movie yeah and um i'm excited for just opening up a new wound that is a franchise and i want to see the ridiculous ones i think jason as a vehicle for camp yeah is just goes down smooth with that kind of um antagonist yeah that's a that's a great point there's so many weird installments right he goes to new york at one point Mm -hmm. jason takes manhattan he goes to hell very excited about that (laughs) like i don't even know what that means like does he actually go to hell is jason wandering around in hell yeah who's who's the victim in that movie jason yeah. is jason going after satan himself that would be the oh best. my god <laughs> we're like following satan's scared face around <laughs> corners hiding behind like, like a log cabin Shit. oh my god he was just in the other room that motherfucker <laughs> i can't torture this guy gregory pack plays satan yeah. um so scaredy cats when you listen to this episode please comment on our instagram post twitter wherever you can um let us know what the good ones the good um friday the 13th jason appearance movies are in the franchise i really really want to know yeah please we want what are the highlights what are the duds yeah if it's hilarious and that's why it's i mean good. we're gonna watch them all regardless but definitely if, i just I'm, I'm curious in advance yeah because if someone says like you must watch number four. Just watch yeah. four. Like you have that with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, mm-hmm. You have that with the Halloweens with like, oh, these later installments are very, very good and held dear. But I haven't, I don't feel like I've heard the same thing for this franchise. I don't think that's the case. And I think that's why he ends up going to hell in space. <laughs> and New York and, and fighting Freddy Krueger. <laughs> fighting Freddy Krueger. I mean, we're, that's, we're going to have to get real ripped for that. That's ne- hilarious. Yeah, next up is Jason versus Predator. I just remember it being... Um, yeah, just uh, an hour and probably five minutes of just nonstop <laughs> crazy fight scenes between Freddy Krueger and Jason in that movie. Yeah, and um, probably Jason like hacks up Freddy Krueger pretty pretty badly, but he's just like invincible. Yeah, does, so he does, back. does someone win? I can't even remember. I feel like someone gets like tossed into. I don't know. I don't freaking know. I think yeah. I feel like Jason wins. I mean, I, I don't should, know why. It, just, that's it just should end with both of them being so bloody, arm over arm, be like, all right. You're a worthy adversary. Yeah, what was the point of all that? Yeah. Jason just shrugs. <laughs> Shrug, smoke a blunt. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. We should be writing movies, Chris. What are your memories of camp? Do you have do you have a good time? The only thing that ever happened to make my camp experience any less than ideal is someone tried to um, jump over the fire pit and got caught on fire on their legs. Wait, their legs caught fire from jumping over the fire pit? Yeah. Their pants. Oh, the pants. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about this one time. Yeah. It was like a pair of that really thin uh, tear-off material. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was super popular yeah. in the late 90s, early 2000s. Was, yeah. Buttons down the side, and you can just go, whoosh. <laughs> We're in shorts now. Yep. You nailed it, dude. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah, that thing would go up in no time, I imagine. Whoosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, bad burns? Um, No. No. Cool. It was like really scary, and I think there was like a little like bad blistery part on the leg, but like not, yeah. not what they deserved. You the know. real tragedy is, I mean, this guy probably loved those pants. Sure. At that time, right? I mean, yeah. Tearaways? Vicariously, I felt hurt for him, too. 
I was like, no, those pants, those amazing <laughs> pants. Those, they just tear off so, so well. Those super light cargo pants. They look amazing. Yeah, but no killers or anything. No, no deaths. Mm, um, no, nope. No. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I was never involved in a killing. What about you? Uh, yeah, a couple killings. Um, <laughs> uh, no, nothing really violent that I can remember. No, a camp's snake, awesome. A snake bite here and there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, had a kid break Some an leeches. Arm. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing too bad. Yeah. So I think I think this movie is going to be a fun little romp where everybody gets to go swimming and have a good time and yeah. goes home with a, maybe a little sunburn, but... I never, I never really enjoyed camp and had a good time at camp. Um, so I'm very excited by the idea of just people getting killed at camp because <laughs> it's like, yeah, you didn't fuck them. No, I did not like camp. Oh man, we got you got to stay in a big, um, a big cabin for all your friends, and then in, yeah, and then at night there's fires and you're walking through the dark. Across, yeah, that was okay. See, and then you go to like, um, the I don't know wherever you eat whatever mm-hmm. that room's called and that's uh, all mess all sure and uh there's just like a boatload of sausages and pancakes and bacon and eggs every day and every, every day, day. <laughs> those little packets of jam like yeah the food's okay the food was good food's T- tuck is fucking rad what's tuck 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 shop you oh the tuck little shop? yeah the little shop yeah, yeah you, you bring like over. 20 bucks and they put it on a tab and then you just get to eat all the sugar because that's what kids awesome. need is yeah. just more sugar and the autonomy to buy it themselves yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you do feel a certain freedom of just yeah. being able to like, it's one o'clock, motherfucker. I got to buy five Cokes, three packs of nerds, <laughs> two O'Henry's. Yeah. Um, and remember I told you the story of... Crunchy's. One... I went to model O'Henry's. Sorry, keep going. Crunchy with the sponge toffee? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Chris. Yeah, dude. Props right here. Um, and remember I told you the story where I went to camp and it was Pogs? Yeah. Pogs City. Yeah. yeah. They gave us Pogs as like rewards and it became the currency. That camp is awesome. I love camp. Mm, that's great. <laughs> For me, like camp was just all day crazy sporty activities where you had to really engage with others, and I didn't like any of those things. Mm, love so, it. I I kind of hate liked camp or like hate like hated camp because I found a few other people who I could just brood with in the uh, corner. Oh, you were those kids. Yeah, uh-huh. you didn't. They were like, time to play capture the flag. And you're like, like fuck. You want to just go? Let's just go hang out by the tree line. <laughs> I don't want to capture any flag. Lean against some trees and watch them. Oh, you got me! I'm going to your jail. Congratulations! <laughs> like I really cared. Yeah, you're the one person who, right when the game starts, it's like someone just send me to jail. I don't care. Yeah, let me just <laughs> chill out there. I'm saving you from jail. Just, just don't. Yeah, please. Someone put me back in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so much fun. I would love to play capture the flag right now and have some yeah eggs and pancakes and sit by the fire and throw a skittle at my friend and he do do love eat. fires fires and singing that that was okay that was a okay way to end it and it was just a fun place to be away from your parents so that was cool for a good long period of time and i mean like now like grown up as an adult it's like a great place to like kill a bunch of counselors yeah if you want to yeah if you want to uh, avenge the way your kids were treated at camp then sure. please yeah by all means that's a great place to go killing <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> All right. With that said, uh, let's let's do this. Let's go to camp. Let's go to Camp Chris and watch Friday the 13th. Camp Crystal Lake. Cha-chink. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I are, laughed a lot. Are we allowed to not love Friday the 13th? We are, right? We're allowed to do that. We can do it over the hell we want. I know, but it feels like it feels like as horror fans and horror podcasts, we're supposed to like have respect for some of these kind of big, huge pillars of the genre. Yeah, but I don't like that movie a lot. <laughs> no, not um, unironically, at least. Yeah, like, but even like 
so okay even if it was just nothing but um people getting killed just slashings just slashings but there's not even really slashings like most of the time most of the dead bodies are just discovered in that state yeah and then the few killings that we do get, some of those killings we don't even get to, to witness. Like the axe to the face, yeah. we see the axe going up, and then it cuts to the axe just being in the in face. In the face, and she drops because it's in there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just see... Uh, just fuck names on this one. I don't give a shit. Um, oh, his name? I Peg? cannot remember a single name. Uh, I'm sure one of them was like Bobby. Yeah. I'm sure. And I'm sure Bobby died. Um, anyway. Probably by an arrow. <laughs> maybe maybe Bobby was arrowed to the door, but so that we just find him there. Yeah. And I assume that's what happened to that other girl. Um, but instead we find her just covered in rope and a little bit of blood thrown through the window. Yeah, what like yeah. Anyways, the so the killings that we did get that were fun. We, Kevin I mean Kevin Hamhawk. Kevin Hamhawk. Uh Kevin Bacon got um a fun death. Yeah. Even though in H D it looks really bad. It looks so bad that he's got this like <laughs> olivey brown colored suit on uh-huh. and it's right underneath his ham pink skin of his face yeah <laughs> his ham hawk skinned <laughs> neck his bacon colored skin it's still fun to watch that arrow penetrating yeah. up through the fake that's neck. probably my favorite death it, i think that's the only death that you really get to well you see you a few see throat a slices th- throat cut you see some stabs but it's always basically the same as somebody getting hit in the belly with a dodgeball yeah that's the same reaction and it's a lot of off camera like Ooh. you just see their face go uh-huh. yeah and then they're just dead. And Sometimes then... in slow motion. <laughs> they just did that freeze frame. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely the worst death in the movie. What's supposed to be the inciting incident. At the top there? Yeah. Yeah. The kid, the boy got stabbed in his guts and he just fell over dead. And mm-hmm. and then we spent what felt like three hours of her frantically moving in this like six foot square set. Yeah. Just moving to every corner of it, screaming and looking back at the camera who was the antagonist, just the camera, like 30% of the time there was anything happening. Absolutely. It was just first person from the camera, which sucked. Culminating in a freeze frame of her scared face. Yeah. Zooming into that freeze frame and then fading to white across 12 seconds. And we just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we did laugh at this movie. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. Well, not as much as I'd like, but we did have a few moments that we chuckled. Yeah. A lot of chuckles were had at Ralph's expense. Mm-hmm. yeah he's a hilarious character like we you call him a terrible harbinger character terrible well, we kind of got all doomed even the death curse <laughs> that trope is a little like murky because first ralph was the one saying like don't go to the camp or whatever and then the guy's like ah that's crazy ralph just leave him alone and then two minutes later down the road he's like but ralph does have a point you know <laughs> you shouldn't go to that camp yeah don't listen to him he's crazy yeah. but you shouldn't work at that camp you should quit <laughs> You'll die there. You got rocks in your head. I wanted the character to be like, well, why were you giving Ralph such a hard time yeah. down the road? Yeah, why'd you rip on him and then agree to drive me? <laughs> you thought his just approach wasn't going to convince me out of it enough? Only to take me halfway there and then suggest I don't go. Yeah, suggest ominously and that that I quit. Well, she was why were you laughing. so willing to give me a ride in the restaurant? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, all right, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, no consistency there. Wow. Um, and uh, just in terms of like superfluous, just didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. Like when she tied the door shut and then put a bunch of wood and like stuff in front of oh, it. Oh, the barricade? The barricade. Near the end? Yeah. And then she just like ran around the house scared and mm-hmm. saw her friend come in. And again, another six hour scene of her like trying to scoot around the body. Yeah. Making stupid little huffs and screams. It's nice to know that she, she has some boundaries though. She's like, okay, if a killer's coming after me, I'm going to knock them out. And I'm going to knock them out and hope that does the trick three times. <laughs> just but after the third time, I'm decapitating that motherfucker. <laughs> the knockout of machetes. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, this decapitation scene. 
just <laughs> so wonderful. That was the best part of the movie for us. And again, I need to use the term ironically because um, the way that her head flew off, mm-hmm. it reminded me of the spinning head in um, The Omen when they, yeah, because the pane of glass. Yeah, that's that's a, probably the best decapitation scene I was, that we've seen in a horror movie. I was thinking the that, Omen. I was thinking that exact thing as I watched this one. Like the best beheading thing I've ever seen was in The Omen. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that happened, but then her body stays standing there, and her fists raise <laughs> up and shake at her. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> like this old like Shakespearean curse you. No, not the head. I need that to live. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed so hard at that. That was the funniest. I wish thing. it was middle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably like moving forward with sequels. That's probably the start of the level that they'll go to. Yeah. Somebody loses a head and they'll flip off Jason or something. Yeah. Biggest surprise. No hockey mask in this first one. None. I feel like people don't talk about that enough. Yeah. It's like, it's just Friday the 13th. But yeah. It's not Jason. It's not at all. It's not what it becomes. No. And it sort what you were saying at the top about how um, the original writer is like, I don't watch any of the sequels yeah. because yeah. it goes against what the first one was. I'm like, wow. So this whole franchise that is like, one of the most recognizable horror images at the very least has nothing to do with. No, it's kind of a spinoff from this first story. Yeah. They took the little idea or they took basically the events that happened. Now we have a monster for that reason. I am, I am curious and excited to see the second installment just to see how they segue from this original story into the hockey mask killer. Yeah. You wonder like he keeps the weapon. He keeps that machete that the mom has and that, that becomes, the main character uses to decapitate the mom yeah. that becomes his signature weapon maybe like in an ironic way he's like returning the favor yeah but uh yeah that was that was disappointing in most ways yeah and that was what that was the impression that i got that it wasn't a good movie that just eventually earned cult status and people i guess they loved it and i think one of the things that makes it endure and and maybe spawned all of the rest of it is that very end when that messed up little monster boy jumps out and pulls her down mm. and then she sees in the um or when she's in the hospital she says um well then he's still there right and so that to me is the entirety of what i understand friday the 13th to be is from that moment it becomes a franchise or a series right of jason slashers yeah. But until that moment, it was just like a, a Scooby-Doo mystery kind of, you know, like there's this creepy, but it wasn't even a creepy thing. Nobody saw something. And that it's, like, barely, later, it's barely mysterious. It's just no. people are starting to drop one by one in uninteresting ways. Yeah. And it's like everyone's dead by the time the main person we've, by the time someone realizes that people are dying, everyone's dead Yeah, is basically how it goes. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. That's kind of, that's not, that's kind of cool. I like that, that basically the um, the air of everything's fine stays mm-hmm. alive until all the characters except one are dead. And she's like, oh, wow, something's happening here. Like more, you know? Yeah. People That's, are kind of blissfully ignorant about yeah. what's happening. The rainstorm helps with that, too. Yeah. And, you're not true. You're not really able to find out what's going on. There were, there were a lot of kind of scenes set up so that would in normally normally in slasher movies would set up to have like a great kill sequence that just didn't follow through so when when she's out there in the archery area and the lights come on and she's kind of panicked looking around she's kind of wandering in front of the target practice like backing and absentmindedly backing in front of the archery target yeah very exciting oh what's happening what's gonna happen nothing we're gonna just leave that scene and then the next you'll see that person is dead covered in rope being thrown through thrown a window. Through window yeah and then the person who's dead by arrows is just arrowed to the door yeah is somehow that... held up to a door Jeez. by three arrows tie that guy to the door 
with weird blood and rope. Absolutely. And then just show the girl dead against the archery target full of arrows. The same archery target character is earlier in the bathroom and keeps looking over at the shower and there's someone behind the shower. That's another yeah. great like setup to something happened, but no. Yeah. It's like they had and this is very this is an early slasher. It's still after Halloween. Yeah. Which is st- like obviously still way better of a movie. If you look at top horror movies, sure. Halloween's going to be on there. Friday the 13th not going to be on there. Yeah. Um the there were moments that you can tell they knew what they were doing, but like it, it just gets lost in the the smoothie that this movie gets blended into. Yeah. Um, the one where the shower scene where she's opening all the shower curtains mm-hmm. and then she opens one and finds nothing. She kind of has this disappointed look on her face. Like, Oh, I thought for sure. And then behind her, you see the shadow of the ax. Yeah, sure. I totally wish we could have seen contact, you know, could have yeah. seen her head going half yeah. or whatever. The fact that she just died after that, it was cool. The shadow behind her was cool. I like yeah, that. the lead up, but then it just felt so anticlimactic yeah. that it just cut to the axe being in her face. That yeah. was such a disappointment. Yeah, it's uh, it feels very seventies, even though this is nineteen eighty, right? Yeah, so it's it's technically made in the seventies, then I guess. Yeah, and like I mean, it didn't benefit from the greatness that you know the seventies would learn from filmmaking. They didn't yeah. translate, you know, the very very best filmmaker of the seventies, you know, it's not the best seventies movie you've ever seen. It's like kind of crap even for what they achieved halfway through the 1970s. I'm trying to think um, of when I was bringing up Halloween, I was just trying to think of other American movies that kind of would be slashery. I think black Christmas is in the seventies. So that might be an earlier slasher, which we'll one. hopefully watch this holiday season. Yeah. And but, when, when's the faculty? What year is it? 1999. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> 98. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. Um, and, um, but like 1980, this is the same year as the shining which is crazy mm-hmm. yeah two vastly different horror movies yeah and like the qualities of those two things wow are so hugely different wow it's, um, it's kind of fun to see the clothing and the hairstyles and yeah you're commenting on like short length yeah, <laughs> yeah. super short denim yeah we're getting close to it uh-huh we're not quite there yet no maybe in a few years so maybe by the time you're hearing this scaredy cats short cut off <laughs> denims are back in fashion yeah <laughs> and kevin bacon just looks as good as ever yeah kevin Porkchop is still just looking great mm-hmm. he doesn't look terrible he looks older but he doesn't look terrible the dialogue is pretty brutal pretty terrible pretty pretty bad it, like yours it's just all adr just describing what's about to happen yeah some scenes like brutally so where it's two characters who are never looking at each other and lips are never moving but as yeah. it's going around the room a conversation is happening between the two of them yeah <laughs> there and there was like a lot of like well we need something to happen on screen so just mess with the fire yeah you know mess with something in the in the scene there yeah and so people would just idly be like you know balancing on a tube or you know right kicking a can whatever they were doing they were just finding a way to fill up time but there was so much just needless waste what kind of ice cream flavor would you be it's almost as if dialogue wasn't written for these scenes (laughs) and they just told the actors to just talk about whatever well, they didn't tell the actors what kind of movie it was. They probably gave them like a few pages of the script at a time. It's like now you're setting up the the swimming thing, and they're like, "Woo! And this is action. so much fun!" Yeah, and they're loving do you it. You want to do another take? No, we got it. Yeah, we got everything we need. And how about uh, Jason's mom's performance? Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of the head getting cut off says it all like <laughs> she did that a bunch of times at one point um like i think you're checking your phone and i'm like dude look at her acting look at her acting <laughs> when she was like standing in that doorway because she walked up to it with both fists up like she would do later without her head uh-huh. and like shaking her fists and then she like it's been 22 years but jason is very much on her mind yeah <laughs> no they've left jason they let him drown well two counselors were having sex <laughs> making love making <laughs> love said. you're right 
The word sex is way too explicit for oh, Jason's mom. Come on. Yeah, you don't say that. She's just a lovely lady. Uh, but by the end of it, I was like, because especially when she's introduced and first given all that exposition, it just seems way over the top. Mm-hmm. But I did kind of enjoy like her craziness a little bit. Yeah, she was like, good. By the end of it, before she did get killed. Yeah. They took it from being like the camera was killing people to yeah. here's an actual kind of kooky character we can follow who has a bit of a creepy tagline. Yeah. Kill them all, mummy. Like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. I can I can follow that. She loses her head. That's great. Sure. As far as the villain being revealed, explored a little bit, and then defeated, that was I don't cookie cutter, but it's good fine. enough. Yeah. yeah, I just think yeah that her performance either grew on me or improved like across the screen time when she first showed up to when she got killed. Yeah, well, I think when she was initially presented as a source of like calm. Yeah, you know, and, but she was still acting crazy. It just didn't. That make could sense. be it. Yeah, the level that we were at in the movie was just kind of a very kind of tense, yeah. contained, reeled in, and then she bursts on the scene with this like over the top. Yeah, theatrical performance after yeah her after basically her first attack uh-huh. and the. Um, the realization that she's a bad force. Yeah. She's allowed to let loose with her, her nuts mm-hmm. attitude, and it's cool again. One thing that slasher movies definitely, or a lot of other ones, carry forward from this very early one is when you're watching the movie at the top, you don't really know um, who the protagonist actually is or is going to be, like yeah. who the final person is. That's true. Like when the movie was all setting up and we were meeting all these characters, I had no idea that that character in particular was going to be the one who has the final showdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I thought it was going to be... Uh, Kevin Hamhawk, mm-hmm. who would follow through the story, but we all, yeah, I guess assumed he wasn't going to make it that far. Yeah, I guess that's just a project retro projecting. Oh, this is the movie star. Yeah, so he should be the one who. This is the person who I can recognize in a contemporary time. Uh-huh. So therefore, he's going to live. Yeah, that's not the case. Hey, yeah, what his, happened his, to the mm-hmm. what happened to the um, dude who owned and ran the camp? Uh, he, he, he came back. He got dropped off by the cop. Yeah. And then as he was walking in, someone shined the light on him. He's like, what are you doing out here? And then he got stabbed. Right. Okay. And then he was hanging right, there and he quick. flopped down when she ran yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. He's the one who dropped perfectly yeah. timed. Yeah. <laughs> as she just happens to run towards the door, the body falls yeah. right in front. A convenient time for the body's weight to shift yeah. in the rain or whatever. No, I like to think that I like to think that Jason's mom just like perfectly set up all the bodies. Yeah. So that way when whoever yeah. happened to walk by, they would just like, they fall would flop out. It's like, yeah. you'll flop down in about nine minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's kind of the, an exact trope from uh, Dead Space. Oh yeah, you just played through that. Um, like as you walk through a door, a body will just fall down right. hanging in front of you. Yes, yeah, so that's fair. They do that a lot. But I just I want to lean into this image of Jason's mom just like <laughs> setting up like string and wrapping yeah. and like a little stepping thing that she steps on that yeah. for you to step on. Then the body will drop and she covers it with leaves and Le- yeah, and make sure the twine is taut. Yeah, it's got like a kitchen timer ticking. Like yeah. Who knows how long? <laughs> and then let me let me add to this. And then she's like spent too much time on that, so like her kill of the last person has no planning and no buildup so she keeps getting away and getting knocked out <laughs> you know so she's like damn it i should have planned for this one rather than setting up that one spook and even she knows she's acutely aware when she is first talking about jason that that timer that egg timer is going to go off in two minutes and 30 seconds so yeah. i've just got to like stall her here yeah. for another 30 seconds so i'm just going to keep talking about jason for a little bit <laughs> maybe i'll do my jason impression yeah she sits there for, the bow, yeah. jason was and then she stops she's like no i shouldn't tell you that yeah then she looks at her watch she's like oh, i gotta fill a little bit more time jason was my son i i'm i'm trying to remember we watched scream 2 like about a month and a half ago now and in that scene where the guy gets killed in the bathroom stall this mm-hmm. killer is making like weird like high-pitched young boy sounds like oh please please help me and i'm wondering if 
he's trying to do like a Jason's a Jason mom Voorhees. type thing. Uh, or yeah, Jason's mom. Yeah. Hmm. I'm curious because it is the same. It, it made me think of that high-pitched voice that the killer uses in Scream 2. Yeah, that that just reminds me of like cartoons parodying that. Help me. Mm. Help me. Yeah. That, I Is really that, like that build, that little scene too, or that nugget of a scene, I guess, fragment of a scene where the one counselor who's playing Monopoly is in bed and you just hear, um, someone please help me, like if outside yeah. in the bushes and then she runs out to see. Like that was kind of interesting that and was, creepy. That was like, pretty Where's good. Where's this going? Yeah. Um, we That reminded me of um, when we found the one guy who I guess was the one who was just walking alone and, and he walked in, he saw um the person in the shed he's like hello can i help you and he walks in hello mm. hello right and then i think later we see him dead with his throat cut on the top bunk yeah yeah um so like that was i thought him like walking into that house and then like zooming off and that being like a mystery and we don't yes, know what happened we don't know how that ended that's nice i thought that was good and then like we were also talking about how like kind of like shitty it was to watch the sex scenes we're like all right all right <laughs> you you we, teenagers we get in it. quotes we this get is, it this isn't fun you're doing a great job you're really nailing that missionary yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> nailing that I, slow I did, awkward missionary but I, it did pay off a little bit with the pan up and oh yeah and they're having sex underneath a corpse right on top and they don't even know it yeah they could have shortened that a little bit i think but yeah <laughs> it paid off a little bit and then i could see the blood that had dripped yeah. down onto the mattress yeah. you aggressively pointed out the blood right yeah. beside yeah <laughs> look 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 pan look, down, look, look, pan look. down. <laughs> it's right there i see it <laughs> i see it dave thank you well, it's just a, either an oversight or it was that was a mistake. It should have been to have the blood there. Yeah, or, I mean they should have seen it or it, it, it seems like there. it seems like a great extra detail that like a set designer was just like wait wait, wait let's just have like a few drops down there. I thought when but they don't notice it, so why put it there? No, no, I think it'll be good. Let's just put it in so that way maybe thirty seven years from now <laughs> when some kids watching it in his basement he'll point it out to his friend that he's doing a podcast with what's it, podcast don't worry about it <laughs> well that's what happened so you're right um but like what they could have done as well they were had that super close-up of her face and she was like moaning for like 10 hours or whatever zoom out zoom out and then i thought blood on her face i yeah. thought that was coming yeah. yeah zoom out and then just show some drops on the mattress beside them that they could miss but yes. is then it causes the camera to draw a little up. more attention to yeah. it yeah because yeah. the way like and we're watching it in hd so imagine seeing this like on a tube tv like with a vhs i don't think you'd notice that blood like like it, it was definitely there, but yeah. it's very, very subtle. And if they were going to do it, yeah, they should. I wanted them to lean into it a little bit more. Yeah. And maybe they did. Maybe that's like a, a deleted scene thing, yeah. where they showed like a zoom up from underneath the bed be, right. and you see a figure because there was yeah. um, underneath and then it goes up. You see a little blood. You see them fucking. It goes up higher and then you yeah. see the corpse on the top. That would have been a great overall setup. Yeah. But, I would have. I would have had because they ended. um with the one character leaving and going to the washroom and Kevin Bacon just left alone in the bed to get stabbed through the neck. I would have had, as she's kind of getting up, have some blood drop on her shoulder, then show her like in the bathroom and that notice is, the blood on her shoulder and, that, and then cut. To that's the, the cut to when Kevin Hamhawk yes, gets killed. Yeah. That's what I would have done. That's perfect. I love that. Thank you. I would love that one too. Um, yeah, but they didn't put a lot of effort into the film. No, again, it seems like they just, they wanted to turn out a hit and they pulled it off. This is like a half million dollar budget yeah. and it made $60 million. My, I imagine like an eighties Dave. I'm trying to like put myself back there and like what right, I love about the short jean shorts on cut yeah, off. They're, yeah. Right. And high red, on the thigh. Yeah. Red uh, suspenders. No uh, shirt. No shirt. Yeah. That's, that's the best part. Right. Um, and okay. So Especially cause those pants are so tight. That dude doesn't need suspenders. He Those don't. pants are not going to drop. Yeah. No, that was a fashion choice. Those are fashion suspendies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So order um, online from the Tex Chris Dave Saw store. Our I, red, red, red fashion suspendies. Our first uh, merch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say Tex Chris Dave Saw all the way up.
Text Chris Dave suspendies. You totally threw me off, you son of a bitch, with your suspendies comments. <laughs> suspendies. So I'm 80s Dave. I'm watching um, Friday the 13th. Um, I'm probably, I'm liking some of the shots. There's no gel in your hair. Your hair is kind of flowy. It's doing its thing. It's a, it's a bowl cut. Mm-hmm. Um, you still got a low and brow in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 2017 low and brow in my hand and I'm Just pointing kidding. with it. We know it's a Budweiser. Um, <laughs> but in like a vintage can. Um, yeah. I've got a glass bottle of Coca-Cola cause mm-hmm. I'm at the theater mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I think when the little boy jumps out, and he's all messed up yeah. and pulls her down. And then she says that he's still out there. I think that's the part that captivates my imagination and makes me think that this is more than just a human agency killer. There's something that goes beyond that. Like maybe, you know, something in my brain might even told me maybe the kid was actually like talking to his mom. Maybe it wasn't just insanity. Cause look, we saw him. We've got the idea that he's still there. Maybe there's something supernatural about this. And then that's the direction that the series goes from yeah. there on out. In light of the series, that's an interesting theory for sure. Well, there's no... In this first movie, unlike all of the rest of Friday the 13th mm-hmm. and Jason Voorhees' existence, there's nothing supernatural about this movie except potentially for that one moment where Jason, as a boy, jumps out and it's suggested by her comment at the end that it was real or he's still there or there's something about that that actually happened. Yeah. That's the only part that's any way supernatural. Yeah. I do I do like how you like to do this, um, but I know that <laughs> <laughs> when he jumps out at the end, a good the whole reason that that happens was because the producer... Um, I forget which horror movie it was. Oh, I should have written it down. But he had, there was another horror movie that came out like a few years before that had like a jump thing at the end. And he, mm-hmm. he told the writer, we got to do that. We need just we need some quick like little jump thing right at the end after it's all over. So the whole, that whole scene would not even be in there if it wasn't for yeah. that kind of quick little moment. Fair enough. And that isn't, I wasn't saying that as a... No, you're, like, trying, to get, you're trying to gather your impressions about it if you like, had seen this. Like what could make something like this such a huge success when it's kind of bullshit you know it's it's not a good movie Mm. agreed it's got moments for sure and things to like about it but for me trying to be like completely like what is it about you know what could have made this a success at that time and it seems like you know if that was a decision that was made to try to like make money it seems like it worked right exactly they it's like they i think this producer just he looked at halloween he's like this works the way that we have a kill every 15 minutes i want it to be like a roller coaster ride he said i want it to be funny and scary at the same time i want to add those little elements it's like he's taking things that he knows works to turn out like a big hit you know yeah people will want to watch people just get killed and try to figure out who the killer is that'll be fun for people yeah, but like another component of that is like it. This doesn't feel so much like who is the killer because like or, or or like that's not really the mystery to me as far as like it. That could be because we know who the killer is though. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah, sure. But like you see all of your, the main characters die, like you know, like there's never a moment where it could have been one of them. Yeah, but that's that's just the elimination of a slasher. Like you think, oh, who, it could be anyone. Oh, that person said so. I guess it wasn't them. We the whole time we're, mm. we can think it could be the cop, it could be Ralph, it could be the guy who drove her, it could be um, that diner lady. No, it's not the diner lady. I would have loved it to be the diner lady. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> or the diner, or like um, yeah, should have just taken the free mail. Ms. Voorhees works at the diner. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm just like searching for a way to make the story more interesting. Um, but like, yeah, I didn't totally. Um, 
ah, it didn't really progress like like a slasher that I understand. It was hmm. just kind of like in that they you know one by one every fifteen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In that, like, I was curious about who it was. Well, no, I saw. You're right. My my knowledge it's is we're going in. For we sure. know, like, we know the ending of this movie, so that's not a concern. But if you're watching this movie in 1980 or if you're watching this movie and you don't know what the ending is you're looking for and you don't know that there's a guy named jason of this huge franchise that is the killer of this series then you're watching this movie genuinely wondering who's killing all these people what is it well you um, have to assume that it's some part of the death curse that they bring up right at the beginning is like what is this curse what is this thing yeah so uh, the fact that they never show a person doing it you Mm -hmm. know like you don't even really see like arms and stuff you know you just people get stabbed without seeing even the arms of the person reaching out holding the knife or the axe or anything you just see it they're them dead mm-hmm. so it's like it does feel like there's some almost like a supernatural entity and when you find out that it's not that it's just this woman and that she's crazy yeah you know that's i don't know my interest almost falls off at that point but then that's when the movie is at its highest en- like energy point so you can kind of let that go right the real excitement to me does become that that kid jumping out <laughs> so maybe i'm like just the biggest motherfucking like sheep of an audience member like that worked perfectly the, the post the, when the movie's all over and the drama's done the little tag at the end that's that's the heart of the movie for dave <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, but I, well, I, yeah what else would there be the build-up doesn't work the you know the score is erratic and crazy i'd say that for me the movie is that decapitation yeah <laughs> and the fish shaking <laughs> that was so funny and ralph the half-hearted harbinger yeah he's like i'm warning you guys and i almost feel like they it's said great alliteration half-hearted ha- harbinger so I, I keep going <laughs> okay yeah i'll give you credit for that thanks man um but yeah i almost feel like they said he had a wife i'm most positive yeah said that. i i yeah we did yeah we did stop for a second and we're like and you said did he say that i don't think they said wife you don't think he said i wife? don't think they said wife okay but I now I just want to watch that. I want to find. I want to watch that movie. I want to see the, <laughs> the whole Ralph show. Ralph the half-hearted harbinger and <laughs> his hearty wife, and his hearty hyphe. His hearty hyphe. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great a great film. He goes home and uh, he's like, "Did you convince anyone that there's a death curse today?" He's like, "I tried." You know how the market is these days. <laughs> Those things they come every summer and never listen to me. Gregory Peck plays plays that as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Now Bill at the truck stop, he took another one of my marks again. I said that there was a death curse. And then he, he scoops him up in his car and says that it's a hex. Yeah. Again, just sniping my business. I think I read somewhere too that they didn't have, either they didn't have Jason's mom cast or they didn't know what the ending was going to be. So all the earlier deaths where they had like like people getting their throats slit or whatnot, mm-hmm. they're like, well, we can't show the Per, any part of the person so we'll just have the makeup special effect guy come in and do ah. his his hand <laughs> interesting well that that's just another shoddy component of the filmmaking that results in the final product i will say the set really did remind me of friday the 13th the game when i was watching some clips <laughs> of that a few months ago um but also for like a, a a camp that's so old that they're like nailing eavesdropping with single nails <laughs> around yeah. the exterior <laughs> Um, see all the cabins, all of them seem incredibly well roofed. There's yeah. no leaks anywhere. It's pouring rain outside. No stress on these cabins. So the concept is that some guy, I guess the guy who they who yes. was originally shirtless with the bandana. Yeah. Um, he bought it and he's fixing restoring it. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he paid sixteens to come a little early before the kids even get there to help with the restoration. That's why right at the beginning he's panicky. He's like, "Where's that person? I want them to paint." Oh, they're out in the yeah. orchard. They say, or something. "I don't fucking know." Get them back from the orchard. They're on the airstrip. <laughs> yeah, they're on the helipad. Get them back over here. <laughs> they're down at the bowling alley. <laughs> the bowling alley. 
This is a big camp. <laughs> well, you know, this is a bonus ep, so it may not be as long as some of the other ones, but that's all you get. The end. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Over. See you next year, Scaredy Cats, for Friday the 13th to Jason's Electric Boogaloo. Thanks, everyone, for listening to a bonus episode of the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. That's Dave Sombra. And that is Chris Vandenberg. And as always, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Curse you, I'm beheaded, chaos reigns. See you next year, Scaredy Cats, on the next Friday the 13th. More like see you tomorrow, I guess. Yeah. And also, like, the next year is not the next time there's going to be a Friday the 13th. No, I think it is, because it'll be 2018. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, technically, technically, I'm not wrong. Chaos rambles.